0: Thanks again for joining us on Order Up. I'm your host, Carly McBride. Today, we have a special episode we're excited to share with you. Our partners at Heartland have a fantastic series for the entrepreneur called The Entrepreneur's Studio. In their podcast, they explore the stories, the challenges, and the successes of entrepreneurs at every size. Heartland encourages you to level up with The Entrepreneur's Studio an on-demand suite of lessons, tools, and tips from business owners who have been there before. In this episode, host Chris Allen interviews William and Ivana, co-founders of Seattle dessert truck Sugar and Spoon. We'll learn the backstory of how Sugar and Spoon was born, as well as five hacks to make food trucks super efficient. We're honored to share this episode with you today. If you'd like to know more about the Entrepreneur's Studio, check out the links in our show notes.
1: Hey, William, Ivana, good to have you guys here. You know, one of the things that is really interesting about kind of the Entrepreneur's Studio is the range of people that we get to talk to, age ranges, demographic ranges, all these different kinds of uh, attributes for businesses. And I think one of the things that is a dream of a lot of people is starting a food truck. Have you have you guys met other people that are like, I've always wanted to do that?
2: Yeah, I feel like we actually get that a lot. Like when we first say like, oh, we're in the food truck industry, people are like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to, I have this concept that I want to try out.
3: Everyone has that idea, like in the back yeah. of their mind that they like would love to take to the test. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's uh, when I I told a couple of people that we we're going to have conversations with you and I was sharing your TikTok and all that kind of stuff. They were like, I've always wanted to start a food truck. I was on a call yesterday and uh, this lady goes, she goes, okay, I have a concept. I really want to start a food truck. This is something I've always wanted to do. And she went all the way into this thing. She has spent an elaborate <laughs> amount of time thinking about this. And she's in marketing at an agency. So uh I don't know what it is about marketers and food trucks, but uh, you gotta be kind of gotta be good at marketing. So totally anyway, well, yeah, I'd love to hear uh uh your story, you know, maybe about you guys personally and then kind of just how the business was born. Okay.
3: That's cool. a good
2: story. Do you wanna start?
3: I'll start. You take it away. All right. Yvonne and I met five years ago, our senior year at yeah. University of Washington, Goodness. four years ago, yep. five years ago. Um, so a short time, but we've become very close since. We met our senior year at UW. Um, Ivana was a major in business, and I was a major in communications. And we met in this class called Creating a Company.
2: The class is legit called like Creating a Company, like 401 or something like that.
3: And that's what you do. You create a company. So it's a two series, two quarter long class, yep. where the first series, first 10 weeks, you are brainstorming, prototyping, coming up with a product that you're going to sell to the campus greater Seattle area there's really no limits not a lot of rules it is full of creativity and like truly embodies like entrepreneurial spirit Mm -hmm. and the second 10 weeks you sell your product and your grade is determined on the success and how much money you make over the course of the full 20 weeks. Okay.
2: Yeah. So in between the two quarters, you actually go and pitch to investors. So the University of Washington has like alumni, entrepreneurs come and you pitch your idea and you tell them like, I need this much money to start this business so that we can get selling next quarter. And you use that money, you start the company, you make your product and then you, you go sell. And then, yeah, we wanted to get an A. Um, <laughs> I met William in that class because we had never met before. Like we were both in very close circles, but somehow we had never met. And we connected because we both were thinking we were going to go into real estate after college.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and Ivana had freshly passed her real estate exam yeah. and I was studying too. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go chat this girl up and see if I can get a feel for what the test was like. And, yeah. You wanted oh, like my notes. So yeah.
2: you're a
1: licensed realtor and a business owner.
2: Yeah, I haven't used what? my license once. I oh, don't even know if it's still intact. I, the thing that's <laughs> awesome
1: is that you're a licensed realtor, and you you have you have like food trucks. There's no fixed property.
2: Right? No real estate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> we were gonna
1: be real estate agents.
3: Then no, we were truck convinced. Route took over.
2: No, we were. Yeah, we were convinced. We're like, yeah, let's do it together. Let's like hang our licenses together. Mm-hmm. But okay, that yeah, never happened. You're you gonna
1: be a duo no matter what. No matter
2: what. Yeah. I from guess the beginning. So, yeah. From the start. Yeah. So then actually William was in a different group when we started the class Mm -hmm. and his group was like not doing well, like not hitting, like just not taking off the professor in front of everyone was like, I don't think you guys are going to pass this class. And I felt so bad. But also I had a group members of like three fraternity guys who were like my best friends, but they didn't take me seriously. And I had this cookie dough idea and I was like, you guys, I really think this is gonna take off. And they just like weren't taking me seriously. And I was like, I this is a two-quarter class. I want to get an A. I need someone that's gonna like support me and help me and like believe in this product too. And I loved William, I loved his energy. And there's just something about him. I was like, I need to get this guy in my group. So I asked the professor, I was like, listen, I don't like really vibe with my group. They're not taking me seriously. Can I go steal William from this group? And he was like, Well. This is supposed to be like real world. So I guess I'll allow it.
3: And up until this point, I'm watching Ivana and her group like they're selling cookie dough. Like how fun, how easy. Like I would so like get into this. Yeah. And the moment she asked me, it was like an instant group chat to my previous group. And I was like,
2: "Bye." I'm with I'm the cookie
3: dough peeps now.
2: Yeah. And so that's how it started. I'm still you know, with my
3: so you're,
1: you recruited him.
2: I rec- Well, I stole him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Straight still st- like stolen. Like it was kind of awkward in the class for the rest of the quarter, but it was so worth it.
1: So uh, so talk to us about like uh, how it was born in the, and how it was initially successful. So did you get an A is the first thing?
2: Yeah, we got an A okay. plus. We got like, a, like this is my best grade of all of Foster School of Business, which wasn't hard because I struggled through it all four years. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got an A both quarters. Mm-hmm. But how it started was I've always been like a foodie. I've like loved going like the Seattle food scene is amazing. I love going and trying new restaurants, trying new desserts, and I have a huge sweet tooth. I was with these three other frat guys, fraternity gentlemen, I should say. And I was like, we are not skilled. Like other groups had like engineers and people who could make apps and all these awesomely talented people. And we were not talented really in anything like that. So I was like, what can we make that is simple, easy and that college students would love to buy and enjoy? Because we were on campus with 40,000 people And I was like, this is a great target market. Let's not try to go get into a grocery store when we only have one quarter to sell, right? Like I was like trying to make an easy A out of this class. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I love dessert. Seattle has a great dessert scene. People love dessert. Students love dessert. What's a dessert that like Seattle doesn't have and that is like different and new and that people would get really excited about. And somehow, I don't know what I was doing. I think I was like with my sorority sisters we all lived in like the sorority and we were like eating like cookie dough ice cream or something and i was like okay cookie dough is so good let's let's do something with cookie dough and then i started researching and i was like okay this is a thing like we can make safe to eat cookie dough and i felt like i could somehow figure out how to make that and sell that product like that was feasible for me to do um so that's how that started and then I'm having
3: flashbacks. Go ahead. ahead. You're
2: having flashbacks. I'm
0: having
3: (laughs) flashbacks. You're like, we can figure out a way and make it feasible to do. We were like literally testing like more butter, more salt, more salt. Yeah,
2: like we had no clue. We weren't chefs. Samples
3: of the cookie dough and have people try it. And they're like, do this, do that. Yeah. And yeah, we weren't chefs. We had no food background. We just started whipping it up.
2: Yeah. And so I was in a sorority at the University of Washington. William was in a fraternity. So what we would do is we would go and make like five different batches of safety cookie dough at William's dad's restaurant.
1: Okay. So yeah. his his, so his family's
2: been like, in the okay. food industry for cool. generations. So that was super helpful. Also didn't know that before I stole him into my group, but that was like a key part to our success his experience in the food industry so we went and we tried like five different batches like this one has more butter this one doesn't this one uses this flour, this one doesn't and then we'd go to chapter meetings which i don't know if anyone's familiar but like chapter meetings when the whole sorority gets together whole fraternity and we have to be there like it's mandatory and you meet for like an hour and at the end of the chapter meeting i would go up and be like listen i'm in this class creating a company i need everyone to try this and give me your reviews which one's best because it was like a big sample pool that's like free You know, because it's really hard to get a bunch of people to try your product for free and give their honest review. So that's how we found out, like, the perfect recipe. Mm -hmm. And we still use that recipe today. The exact same
1: one. That's amazing. You know, uh, uh, I would say school projects like that are where, like, dreams go to die. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, not very many businesses get born out of that exercise. And it seems like you guys, one, got a concept. And I I, kind of think the the food choice. You went from uh dessert to like, you had a target market, which was super smart. You're like, let's try this on college students. And then you went to dessert, which h- has a lot to do with maybe a gut instinct, you know, cause you're like, you're, you're coming up with these ideas and we'll talk about gut, uh, the gut of an entrepreneur here in a little bit, but like, how did the food truck thing happen?
2: Um, that's you. <laughs> so we took
3: this product that the fraternities and the sororities liked, we started jarring it and we do pop-ups on campus
2: and... Off a table in a sushi fridge that we stole from William's dad's grandpa's casino. Yeah. Yeah. but like Long story.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
3: that's a whole...
2: That's episode two. two. Tune back for that
1: one. So your your grandpa, your dad's... Okay, tell me, uh, what was that?
2: So William's family has been in the food and casino industry for generations and his grandpa had this really amazing casino in seattle which there's not many of and they had this like sushi restaurant inside the casino yeah and william went inside and stole the sushi fridge
1: and so we could
3: have so like, we oh,
2: could we have... to keep
1: the cookie dough cold yeah. our pop-ups okay so, so both of you are thieves you stole him from a team and he I
3: stole, stole, really sushi. Love he stole from, stealing, yeah. from your
1: grandpa mm-hmm.
0: yeah okay cheers. okay
3: so fold out mm-hmm. white table mm-hmm. pink wood backdrop with like makeshift shells full of like mason jars with sprinkles and chocolate chips to try to make it cute. We
2: hired a fraternity gentleman to make our backdrop. Yeah.
3: Yeah, spray painted backdrop. Sushi fridge. So cookie a dough graffiti backdrop. Got yeah. it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But the Not part cute. that is like the most crazy is just like crowds, lines, like hecticness almost. Like yeah. huge demand for this product because Cookie dough is just perfect. Because it's familiar, but it's exciting to see this in like re- reinvented way and this is where I'm getting to the food truck, slowly. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I know. I'm, it, took, I'm it, a, it took a, a couple breath. scoops it's first. It's okay. But I'm, like, walking home from our pop-ups, looking at our sales, and I'm, like, this is, like, comparable to, like, what the restaurant does on, like, a Friday night and, like, an hour. Like, we're doing the same. So I call my dad. I'm, like, we just did this amount selling off, like, a table in the middle of campus. Like, I think this could go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, yeah, I do, too. And yeah. I sit down with Ivana.
2: Ivana... Sit down. He stalked me. Like, I'm, like, in the business school, Foster School of Library, like, mm-hmm. downstairs in the basement trying to study. And he would just come and find me.
3: This is... It's true, <laughs> but she sound, makes it sound and so And I'd be creepy. like, hey,
2: like, what's up? Studying. He's like, listen, I wrote all these business plans out. Like, we need to do this. Yeah. And I was like, it's a class project. Like, leave me alone. Like, we're not doing this in real life.
3: And... So how did I convince you? Like, how did we end up meeting with our dads about it?
2: I think just like as the class went on, like our pop-ups got more and more busy. And then we'd have like food bloggers reaching out to us, like Seattle food bloggers. Like, where can I get this product? Like, I want to feature it on my page. And we were like, I would literally reply to them. Hey, we're just a school project. Like, please don't come to the campus. Like, it's so awkward. Like, yeah. don't come to our pop-up.
3: And people off campus would come to campus when we yeah. did have pop up So we saw demand. You started seeing demand. Yeah. So I was
2: like, hey, maybe he's right.
3: And we sat down with our dads in a restaurant yeah and we're like
2: in the back room of a restaurant we were like hey
3: <laughs> we're like this is what we want to do yeah and they tell us now they're like we just thought this was going to be like the biggest learning lesson for you guys like
2: crash and fail
3: crash and fail and like failure leads to success in a way like learning moments right experience yeah so they had us write three business plans yeah for our concept one was selling our cookie dough through a food truck yep which ivana did not like. Did not help me work on like.
2: I didn't touch that one. Avoided it. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's awkward. Not doing that one. Yeah.
3: And then mid-stack was bringing our cookie dough to retailers like grocery stores. Yeah,
2: wholesale, retail, that kind of stuff.
3: And then the third and last one was brick and mortar, which was Ivana's favorite. I
2: worked on that one a lot.
3: Like a cute shop. You come in. You order your scoop of cookie dough. You sit down with your friends. whole Pinterest music board.
2: Yeah. Like I had like the shop was already done in my head. Yeah. There we
3: go. And yeah. then the dad's like. And it was a three to one vote. Like we all voted for the food truck because it was. How like,
1: did the dads get a vote again?
3: Was did they bring money They're like our board. Okay. Yeah,
1: they're our board. Whenever we have a serious
3: <laughs> decision. We we have, to we We're like, we, we didn't talk to our board out. our mentors. It's, yeah. it's our
2: dads. Got
1: it. Okay. Yeah. So that's how they got votes. So, so it, just <laughs> with their advice, not necessarily. Did they they fund you guys at all seed money or did you, um, was it from sales?
2: William invested his own money and then I asked my dad for a loan. Okay. Yeah. Super I, worked, cool.
1: I worked eight years in a restaurant through high school and college In.
3: All that went into the food truck, which was super crazy, but um, was worth it. Yeah, it was a really surreal moment because like, again, we thought we we're going to be real estate agents. Now we're in an Italian restaurant like, OK, you're going to start a cookie dough food truck with all the money you have in your bank account. Yeah. And the dads were like, yeah, do it. And we're like, OK, oh, yeah.
2: so <laughs> we were
3: on Craigslist. We type in food truck and there was one listed in Seattle. And we're like, here, like, this is the truck.
2: And Mind you, it's like a month before graduation. Like, my friends are all getting Amazon jobs, Microsoft jobs, like... All of our yeah. friends are getting yeah, real jobs. Yeah, like real jobs. And they're like, Ivana, what are you doing again? And I was like, um...
1: Well, one, it's cookie dough, and the other it's a food truck that's a used one that we
2: got. And yeah. Like, oh, okay. They mm-hmm. they were, like, yeah, like really oh, yeah. worried about us. They were like, <laughs> yeah. are you guys... You like, guys, this was a class project. You're taking project. this A a little too... Get up yeah, it. yeah, like, yeah, yeah it you was cute. Class, yeah, congrats. it was fun. While it lasted. Yeah, I, I don't know how... Like, I, we didn't get psyched out. I don't know how, but we were just going for it.
3: And I remember calling... We called my dad on speaker. We're like, here's the link to this food truck. Check it out. He's like, yep. And we're like... Okay. So we went down, like, 30 minutes south of where we live to look at it. And next thing we know, it's in my driveway. And we know nothing, nothing. about the food truck. Like, we don't know how to put water in it. We I don't know, know how, how
2: it turns on. Where to
3: park it. Like, anything. I remember driving it home from the DMV after we, like, did all the licensing stuff. And, like... When I'm talking 10 and 2, like, 10 on the dot, 2 on the dot, white knuckles, sweaty, like, I had my one of my brothers following me behind and one in front because I'm driving this P30 1994 Chevrolet, 28 feet long, 10 feet wide, Diesel. like, for the first time, like, I didn't know it could go over 30 miles an hour when I first drove it because I'm, like, flooring the, the gas pedal and I'm going as fast as I can. But it ends up in my driveway, and the summer after we graduated, we turned that paper business plan into... Something real real life. So we started like wrapping the truck, working on branding, marketing, um, how we were going to package our product, menu, pricing, where we were going to park.
2: Yeah. And then we just just started.
1: That's awesome. The birth of a business. So (laughs) Sugar and Spoon, how'd you come up with the name?
2: So we used to be called the Doughboys when we were in school. Um, kind of a play Disingenuous for you or right. well, it was a play? Cause I was like, okay, I've got these gentlemen that aren't really, you know, they weren't taking me seriously very much. And then I joined like, we'll joined our group and I was like, yeah, the dough boys, it makes sense. It's funny. This is a class project. It's perfect. Obviously for many reasons, that name didn't really work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pillsbury dough was like coming for us like mm-hmm. any second. And so it's
1: been a great commercial. You know, you right. guys get into a fist fight. Fist with, fight.
2: with the little with, pills with the yeah, be So awesome. cute. And we need our own <laughs> mascot. And then we started, um, the University of Washington had an accelerator program, which is a really cool program for startups. It's like a six months program. And at the end, if you finish it, you get a grant towards your company. Mm-hmm. So during that program, we had like seven mentors. And one of the first things they said we had to change was our name. And so we got um, someone to help us with our, brand and like marketing and like new logo and design and we just kind of were like thinking of names all summer and so we would just like text each other random stuff that we would think about and I wanted it to not have cookie dough in the name that was like something big for me just because like we were so fresh we were so new we didn't even know where this was gonna go we didn't want to like label it as just cookie dough and then we wanted something catchy something sweet
3: I remember we talked about like is it sugar plus spoon? Is it sugar and spoon? Is it sugar spoon? And it's something that gets people like talking about our name too.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We call it, I call it sugar spoon just because it's fast, but yeah. Well, like one word sugar yeah.
1: spoon. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> you know, uh, some signals that I'm picking up from you guys about why sort of the, you're working together. Well, it's like, um, you got re- a really good gut and mm-hmm. you sort of know uh, what might work. Right. And you lean towards that a little bit definitely like goal and achievement driven
2: right and
1: then you're like crazy work ethic like <laughs> ideas on progress and and uh how to bring things to life right mm-hmm. and and i one of the things that i've noticed about really successful businesses is this chemistry between co-founders if you look at like the accelerator program that you're talking about mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at a lot of the accelerator programs out there one of the defaults is you have to have a co-founder. Yeah. It is amazing that solo lone wolf entrepreneurs have such a lower chance of success than co-founders. So I think it's it's really awesome to see the chemistry between you guys and that it naturally sort of occurred where you recruited him and you had the gut. You're like, this dude's got it, right? He's got the X factor that I need. And you maybe didn't 100% know. You're like, I just like this guy's MG.
2: No, that's totally it. Right. You are you hit it like right on the head. Like, you read that like so quickly for how little short of a you time know you us. Yeah, like, yeah that's no, that's crazy. That's us. people. Yeah, when people meet us, they're like, it is crazy how different you guys are, but how well you work together. So, like, I'm i say to everyone like i don't believe that i'm an entrepreneur like like by the definition i do not fit the bill of an entrepreneur i'm a perfectionist uh it's like it has to be perfect to get done for me i like get really hung up on things but then william is like go 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 better done than perfect what's next growth mindset like he no is like not a big deal for him no like at the beginning like oh my gosh like I couldn't handle a no but he was like oh no it's just like a redirection and so we work so well together because I love like the little making things like really articulate perfect like all put together perfectly like, with a little bow on it and then William's like go 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 like he's like 20 steps ahead of me and I'm just like chasing after him kind of but it works really, really well. And yeah, when I met him, I didn't know that, but I just had this weird feeling that like we were supposed to work together and it works so well. Yeah. He's like the true entrepreneur. And I'm just like, you know, like, I don't know. Pseudo. I don't know what I am. I'm like, <laughs> you not you real. Don't but sure. it's, it's I don't know dualized. what value
1: I add to this relationship, but it's not, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> come on.
2: It's just like the perfect mix. I feel like, cause if we were both William, it wouldn't work. And if we were both like me, it wouldn't work. Like if I, I had a co-founder that was like me we, w- we would still be wrapping the truck like i wouldn't have up with her name yeah we still because <laughs> i it would never be perfect it would never be done but william's like let's go you have 20 minutes to do this and figure it out and like let's go on to the next thing and yeah i i obviously think the world of him but i think we're just like the best pair that you could have for something like this that's awesome yeah well
1: let's talk about the business um because yeah. you went from nothing mm-hmm. to something okay and you, you went from uh, this idea of dessert, and we talked about the idea. So, actually building the business, right? What are some of the things that, like, uh, you've learned to stand up this business, and how unique the food truck business is, and the dessert food truck businesses, and how unique that is? I want to talk about some of the ways that you guys kind of thought through how to make it work and some of the the core concepts around this and how you have brought them to life. What are some of the, le- the the lessons that you've learned and why you've picked the niches that you did and stuck with them?
2: That's the good question.
3: Ready fire aim is a mentality that we've had like from the very start yeah. and it's like get it done, reevaluate, see how you can grow from that and then execute like this new and better way of doing that same thing.
2: Yeah. It's funny that you said like how you prepared to do the dessert food truck industry. When we bought our first food truck, um, we had no clue what we were doing. We called up seattlefoodtruck.com, which is like the number one food truck organizer in Seattle. And we told, this is the best story. We told, we called them up. Hey, we're Ivana and William. We just bought a food truck and we're gonna be selling safety cookie dough. He's like, oh, you're a dessert truck. We're like, yeah, we're so excited. Like it's a really new concept. He was like, how big is your truck? And we were like, 28 feet long. And he was like, why'd you buy such a big truck to do dessert? And we were like, well, it was the first one on Craigslist. It really <laughs> like works for us. I don't know. We don't know anything about food trucks. And he was like, he literally said, like, if I were you guys, did you like, how far are you along? And we are like, we haven't gotten our permits yet. We haven't wrapped yet. And he was like, honestly, I haven't seen one dessert truck make it in Seattle. And it's not too late. I think you guys should reevaluate this and maybe not do this
3: was that our first big like no like that was our first
2: big like do not do this and i of course me i like hung up cried and william was like don't listen to him that was ridiculous like we got this all right come on keep going and i was like this guy runs every single like he organizes every single food truck in seattle so like Mm -hmm. and he's been doing this for years so i was like
3: event private event
2: doesn't matter what it is he organizes it um and i was like maybe we should like Kind of think about what he said. William didn't even take it to heart. Like didn't like, I think I feel, sometimes I think you like barely remember that conversation except for like, I remember because it was so traumatic for me, but we didn't have like a plan. Like we didn't know. We had no clue what industry we were getting into in Seattle. We had no clue what the food truck industry was like. We had no clue what the dessert food truck industry was like. We were just literally going for it. So, and somehow it worked, but it, I think it's because of a lot of the weird things that we did to make it work.
1: Yeah. So what made you push through that moment? Like she's emotional, right? And you're Beyond. like, you're like, no, this is what we're doing. And here's why, what, what was going through your mind at the time? Why were you so convinced? I don't know. I mean, it's like, you have to get a certain, you have to get a certain amount of nose
3: before like things work. Like a lot of people aren't going to take you seriously until you prove a concept. And like, I've grown up with the stories of like Starbucks getting denied from like Dozens and dozens and doza- dozens of banks before he got one yes, or yeah. there's a million
1: stories like that. And we just like lived that.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: That's huge. I, and, and uh, I don't know how much, um, Uh, I don't know what the algorithms feed you on uh, TikTok and others, but like I have all of these sort of like motivational self-help entrepreneurial things in mind. (laughs) And uh, what you just said is like, yeah, you got to go through all the no's, right? You got to get denied a bunch of times. And there's, there's an entrepreneurial spirit like distilled
3: in us. And it takes like, I think a sort of crazy person. I think it's someone who can take no for an answer, like all the time. And someone who has so much passion that like, those no's and those negative answers like don't phase you. Like they go over your head because you have so much drive like within yourself that you're gonna like keep pushing forward.
1: That's awesome. Well, one one of the things I think is really different about uh, dessert and food truck and the safe to eat is you don't have to cook anything. Yeah. Every other food truck, it's like it's a whole kitchen. So what 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 is sort of the thing? Uh, about your food truck, that's a little different. We don't have to cook anything.
3: We don't cook anything on our truck. Everything is pre prepared and ready to serve. We're focusing on assembling our product and selling our product. So mm-hmm. um, it allows us to serve a lot more people in a shorter amount of time and spend less time preparing the product.
2: Right. So we don't have to like get to an event an hour early and like start cooking. Like we can get to an event five minutes before it starts, open up the hatch or like open up the window and we're ready to go. Everything's like, we have such a system down that it takes like three minutes to set up. And not only that, but when you order something, it's not going to take like 10, 20 minutes to get your food. Like it's ready right there. So we can serve a lot of people in a short amount of time, which is what you really want to be able to do with a food truck business. Okay.
1: So that's interesting. So the second piece of that is like, you got like a simplified streamlined set of operations. Mm -hmm. So how did you go from... How how did you get the system down, like you just said?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So when we first started, everything was in freezers, which I don't know why we thought that was normal. I think we were just thinking, like, ice cream truck.
1: Yeah,
3: and it's like, the way our our food truck came, we just, like, went with that floor layout. Like, we didn't change anything at first. Yeah. We just, like, put our product on board, and we started scooping our cookie dough out of freezers, and...
2: It was really hard.
3: It was really hard because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like ice. It's not scoopable like ice yes. cream. It's, yeah. like, it's like a dough. dough. Yeah. 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 Straight up. So we're like,
2: we're like, oh, getting bruises. Literally on our bruises. Arms. We had yeah. ice we our wrists at night.
3: of Oh my gosh. Bruises
2: on our arms. Yeah. So we really quickly realized that that wasn't going to work
3: because our line was growing and we weren't able to serve people quickly. So we learned that we had to shift the operation inside our truck to become more efficient, serve more tickets, and sell to more customers. So mm-hmm. we invested in a fridge like kind of like a subway style fridge. So our flavors pop into bins in this fridge and we're able to scoop our product at fridge temp, which is so much faster, more efficient. So spending that extra money and being able to serve more people in a shorter amount of time um, allowed us to excel in our trucks, serve more people in a shorter amount
1: of time. Yeah. So you have a fixed location where you guys kind of prepare the stuff and then get it on trucks.
2: So we used to make all of the cookie dough in like a commissary. Well, okay. So I was head chef at once a okay. one, one okay. time. Wasn't. Um, The best job for me, because obviously that's like, I've not, I've never been in the food industry. I've never even worked in a restaurant before this job. Like this is my first food industry job. So I had no clue what I was doing, but William would be working the trucks and he'd call me and be like, okay, we need this many more pounds of chocolate chip cookie dough. And I'd be like, I have been making cookie dough all night. Like, what do you mean you're almost sold out? So I couldn't make keep up with demand.
3: <laughs> it, th- this was like so reoccurring. Like every phone call was like, we need more, like we're out of this, we're out of this, we're out of this. And we were only selling on like Thursday, Friday and Saturday nights at this point because we were just getting started. Mm-hmm. And like, we quickly realized that we wanted to focus on selling our product, not making our product because we were like getting behind on the traction that we had. So we were forced to find someone who could, make our product
2: yeah for us
3: better, more efficiently so that we could focus on selling it. Okay.
2: Yeah, so then we and got- so
1: now you're in sales.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> okay, now I'm back. <laughs> exactly. I'm back. I
1: was just gonna, you know, <laughs> recommend that if you're not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so then we've got our co-packer, mm-hmm. which was a game changer. And it took a long time finding a co-packer. There's not many in our area. And again, like, we were still those, like, college kids with a food truck. So getting, like- It took a long time for them to take us seriously. But once we told them, like, okay, this is how much I've been making on my own, they were like, okay, we can do that. I was like, awesome, great.
3: I remember kind of, like, upping our numbers a little bit. Like, yeah, we'll go through, like, this. Oh, yeah, no, we'll go through that.
2: Like, you know, you kind of have to, like...
3: Just to get them on board. Because, yeah, like you said, like, no one believed us. Like, we had to, like, prove it. And we couldn't prove that we were selling all this product. But working with a co-packer has been, like, one of the best things that has happened to us because... All of the product is manufactured in that facility. It gets shipped to our warehouse. We stock our trucks, stock our warehouse, and then we're good like mostly for the week. So product is not on our mind. We're more focused on where we're gonna sell it and how we're gonna sell it, yeah. which allowed us to grow super quickly. Got because it. spending all this time like cooking, manufacturing and making your product is time you could be on the road selling your product. And that's,
1: that's a huge aspect to that because it's like the uh, distribution, right? You, you yeah. you're like, Hey, we need product available. Mm-hmm. And then distribution, you got the truck. Do You guys have multiple trucks or just one or
2: yeah, we have three now. Three.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, how do you know where to park?
2: So before COVID we were parked downtown at like, um, it's called Westlake center. It's like the main area, downtown Seattle, mm-hmm. which was awesome because it's always busy down there. It's like where all the tourists come through, like right by Pike place market, There's um, cruise ships that come through. So there's always new people, which is awesome when you have a very interesting product like ours. Mm -hmm. New people every day. Like everyone wants to try safety cookie dough. So it was like ideal, like best place.
3: We're also like walking distance from like business district. So we were able to do a lot of like caterings for larger corporations and companies and Mm -hmm. such. So it was it was was perfect. The reason we launched more trucks was because. We're sitting here all day, every day, and we're getting inquiries for, like, weddings, festivals, and fairs. And we're like, we can't be two places at Mm -hmm. once. And this place is so good, but we want to be these... We want to be at these other places. So that's what sparked the idea for the second truck.
2: Yeah. Okay. So then COVID hits. And then downtown Seattle is... ghost town. And I told William, like, we're throwing in the towel. Like, we're done for. Like, there's no way... We can survive this like how are we gonna do this like I mean, there's ev- no way
3: everything we knew was like gone
2: gone like absolutely like, everything that worked for us doesn't exist
3: anywhere. we had a routine the same location worked for us every day so it was just a matter of like getting down there opening up we knew people were going to be there closing up and then doing it again the next day it was like
2: yeah it worked perfect
3: it was perfect, then, perfect. The, <laughs> then the
1: trucks were parked making no money no sales Hatches closed yeah so you you only had one part of your two part concept left
2: right but is... then the second part was events yeah and then that's and canceled too. too okay and no businesses are doing anything so no caterings or nothing we everything nothing. stopped everything we had like a li- we had a years worth of events get canceled like just call after call after call after call after call and we just didn't know what we were going to do and i was like I, I just was like, I don't, I just don't know what we can do. I think we just need to like wait this out or like reevaluate this in a couple months. Like, I don't know. So
1: you were beside yourself. Of course. Like, back to me
2: it, like. crying and like being like, we can't do exactly. this. We can do this. Yeah. We, I'm like, we've let's been here before. Product. Let's yeah. figure yeah. out like, well, was like, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, he, I'm like, classic. He's going to do this thing. I'm going to let him go in this, like, tangent for a week and try to figure something out and like, he'll be back. So like, I cool. literally just so let how, him do something. So
1: the pandemic hits, and for how long were you beside yourself and he was trying to figure it
2: out? For a week, I was like, William, come on. William, like, we're not gonna do anything. Like, look at all the businesses around us. And yeah. he was like, I'm thinking, I'm up to something, don't worry. And I was like, okay,
3: But sure. here's what worked and here's what like pivoted our business and made Changed us that. thrive in a whole new way. Yeah. I get a ping on Facebook from this lady named Angie. And she's like, hey, Sugar and Spoon, like I am an hour south of where your trucks are located. She didn't say that, but this is where she is like pretty far. Yeah. And she was like, I want you to come out to my neighborhood. I'm like, cool. Here's like our truck price. And we'd love to come out and serve you and your family, your friends for this birthday party, whatever wedding, whatever we typically do, like happy you're having an event. Like this is crazy. This, this is this great is yeah. right now. And she's like, actually, it's not a celebration. I'm just going to have you come serve my neighborhood. And I'm like, okay, like, we asked for like this guarantee in sales or like are, like, are you picking up the tab? She's like, no, I'm just going to post on my neighborhood Facebook group and you'll get a turnout. I'm like, okay. So she makes a Facebook a- event.
2: He doesn't tell me about this until it's like set and stuff. Literally
3: like, the, I think the day before, because yeah. like, she was on that like week, like we're not doing sugar. <laughs> wine, but, like we're doing <laughs> I was so, quit. And yeah. she showed up a week after, mm-hmm. you know, you were beside yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this Facebook event is gaining like a ton of traction because everyone's at home, like scrolling through Facebook and it's like cookie dough truck outside my door, like, going so the facebook event hit like over one thousand people interested and i'm like oh like we gotta make some dough like we gotta get dough back on these trucks like we gotta i gotta tell my staff that we have something going on wait a second so so who created the facebook event you Angie did all we did was like i think we might have shared it on our sh- sugar spoon page but like this is why Angie's getting the shout out because wow she was our she was our marketing girl that's and amazing there were so many people interested in the facebook And i
2: told event. william i wasn't gonna go uh-huh and i told him not to go too
3: we brought both trucks down to Maple Which Valley in awesome. our South. And we had the longest line, the busiest day ever out of our three years before this, busier than like the biggest festivals and fairs we've been to. We've done like Bite of Seattle and huge food truck events. Mm-hmm. This was a record day. So we had like a whole realization that we were on, we were so comfortable with Westlake and being positioned in the same place every day. But we realized like we're on wheels. We can go wherever. And that people were really excited About trying our product for the first time, and that there were all these people who like reside outside of Seattle that have a huge appreciation for unique food, small businesses, food trucks, something exciting. And from that day, even still, like we go somewhere new every day because a bad location means not great sales. And being on four wheels and being able to go wherever you want in a food truck, getting creative with it, like we could have said no to Angie, Mm -hmm. but like trying things out led
1: us to where we are now. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What an awesome story. Uh, I think the thing that is uh, an, another theme between both of you is the resilience that you both have. And uh, paying attention, like this whole idea of um, the, it's the co-founder thing, mm-hmm. right? You're sitting here going like, there's a, an inertia of like, I'm." there's a whole market that seems to be going away. Our entire livelihood is going away and you're emotional about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which is your, your gut on the other side when you're in a good place is probably like, you know, taking, taking the world by storm. And then you're like, oh, damn. And then you're on the other side sitting here going like, we're going to try stuff. We're going to get creative. You're going to... And that sort of together thing keeps the resilience because you keep a, probably a lot more emotion in the business and you keep a lot more progress in the business. And that, that mm-hmm. kind of is, you know, creating this culture, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys are leading people, mm-hmm. right? So talk to me about like, through this whole process, what, what's your sort of employee, uh, culture, like what, what's going on where you're like, we have a thriving business where we go to the same place. We don't have a thriving business for the moment and COVID's hitting. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then we've got these exploratory things, uh, uh, about, you know, shipping and, and, you know, going different places and getting really creative talking about just how you've hired and what your staffing plans have been like.
3: The vibes on the truck are immaculate. When you bring this up, I hear, like, house music playing in the background because we create a really high-energy, fun, inviting space on the truck.
2: Yeah, so William worked in the food industry for how many years? Eight years Mm -hmm. before starting Sugar and Spoon. Mm -hmm. And he told me so many stories. And he was like, one thing I want to do differently about Sugar and Spoon is, like, the environment and, like, how we hire people, who we hire, and, like, what that looks like. So... From the get go, we didn't realize this, but like pretty soon after we were like, hey, pretty much everyone can scoop cookie dough, right? Like our system (laughs) is so simple. We don't need someone who needs to, you know, like cook food or like at the beginning we were driving the truck. So like we're like, we really just need high energy, positive individuals. Mm -hmm. So that's what we look for. We look for individuals who have high energy, are positive, are like great team players and are excited about our product and kind of like understand how important it is to us and how important it eventually will be to them too because we really try to create like a family that's with awesome. sugar and spoon so that's how we hire people so when we do interviews we call them like vibe checks kind of that's what we call them at least All internally right. very, unconventional. Vibe checks, very unconventional like come wearing whatever we always say like what you wear to class what you wear to hang out with your friends You don't need to bring a resume if you want to. You can, and we just like kind of talk to them and feel them out, Mm -hmm. and ask them like, okay, this is what's happening on the truck. Like, what would you do? Mm -hmm. You know,
3: situational questions. Situational. How they have a conversation? Are they like exciting to talk?
2: Eye contact, like energy, like what's what are the what are the levels like? Because when you come to Sugar Spoon, the most important thing is the experience. Like cookie dough is great, but like you can go buy cookie dough. You can go make your own cookie dough. You can order it online like you can do whatever you want but like you can't replicate the experience that we create yeah
3: and people's like all these little steps finding out where we're going to be how long we're going to be there where we're going to be parked getting there and it's all these little things like a smile and a small conversation that make this huge impact and create like what we call the sugar spin experience mm-hmm. it's more than just a product you're going to go to this bright colored truck get a crazy cool product that you're familiar with but we're reinventing it in a new whole exciting way and you're going to meet like someone fun and high energy and you're gonna leave like with a smile.
2: Yeah.
1: That is amazing. So is, are, is everybody in the truck or do you have people outside too?
2: So usually everyone's inside the truck. Um, summer days, we do have like one person maybe that goes outside and answers questions or helps with the menu or something like that. Or like William and I are at an event. We really like to get outside of the truck and like talk with our customers, answer questions. We like to take videos, make TikToks, that kind of stuff. Um, it just like kind of brings them in to the experience because our trucks are like super tall, super big, like kind of some of them are closed off. One of them is really open, which is nice. But we want to kind of bring in the customer as much as we can mm-hmm. into the experience. Well,
1: yeah. What is one word or phrase that uh, you think describes you and why you're different than other food trucks or even other restaurant experiences? Oh,
2: one word. I can't you
1: can do one question. phrase or a one word.
2: High energy. I don't know. What's one word?
3: I'm going to stick to experience because I think like a product is one thing, but if you have a food truck, that's more than just a good food product. And you create this whole like experience that encapsulates people's like memory and gives them a
1: good vibe. You're going to want to come back. Got it. That's awesome. How would you like, what would be a descriptor you would use to describe your experience? the experience you're delivering high energy would be the high first energy thing.
2: fun we always say like we want to be the best part of someone's day like a lot of times people come up to the truck and they're like i just had the worst day ever and like they'll be coming home from work like i had the worst day ever and they like really open up to us i feel like i don't know i really get close with our customers yeah and then i'm like okay well like it gets better from here like what can i get you like chat with them get close with them like make a connection and it's like the best feeling when you see like you give them their product and you see like that huge smile on their face and like mm-hmm. you just know like you're the best you want to be the best part of their day or like the like their like happy moment in their day like their smile. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah,
1: that is awesome. Well, uh, like um, one of the themes that I'm seeing uh, of of the you know five things we've been talking about is uh, you guys have uh, something I I'm passionate about is marketing. You have you have a real knack. For marketing, right? Cause, uh, vibe checks with, uh, staff members. That's that is, it has a, a a bit, your experience that you're delivering has a lot to do with your marketing, mm-hmm. but then there's promoting it and getting people to pay attention. And you've talked about a lot of the experimentation that you guys have done. And you mentioned Facebook, mm-hmm. um,
2: big Facebook,
1: big Facebook. <laughs> what, what, I, I mean, I've, I watched a lot of your TikToks. Um, so talk to me about social media and why that is kind of like, Uh, a way that you guys are are using to kind of get the word out there and get people to pay attention to you.
2: Yeah. So when you have a food truck, it's really like William said, it's really hard to get your customer to get to you, especially if you don't have like a place where you're at every single day because like if you have a store you have a big sign you sit there every day people are driving by walking by like they know where it is there's a website for it for us like our yelp like it doesn't even say where we're at like yelp doesn't have that for us so like we had to figure out how to make sure our customers knew where we were like not making it impossible to find this moving truck every single day yeah so social media has been really important um way to like let our customers know where we're at In the beginning, we started a lot with Instagram because our student body, like, following was a lot on Instagram. So that's where we started. Um,
3: It was also the social media that, like, we were most comfortable with and using most ourselves, where Facebook was more, like, older generation, like, kind of, like, losing traction. Mm -hmm. And we were trying to, like, stay forward and keep, like, what was working, working.
2: Right. And then post-COVID, or during COVID and post-COVID, Facebook became really important because we started going... Like, our customer completely changed. If I told you, like, when we started this company that our customer, who like, our normal customer today, that's not who I envisioned our customer being at all. Like, we were so much with, like, downtown Seattleites, tourists, and students. And now it's changed so much because we are going to all these, like, neighborhoods and families and going so far north, like, an hour and a half north, an hour and a half to two hours south. Wow. That our customer changes every day. So we kind of have to pivot every single event and find our customer like every single day. So Facebook has been great because we've been able to make like Facebook events. So we try to make an event for every single pop-up which sometimes we have like four pop-ups a day
1: another shout out to angie
2: angie thank you Angie. i can't wait
3: to send this to her facebook message (laughs) yeah fb
2: message um so we do like facebook events and then we promote those and then those get traction and we also promote to instagram where we have like always our schedule up and then something new that we've started thanks to facebook is like posting within groups like neighborhood Neighborhood groups. groups So it's like free marketing, which is like something I, again, would never think we would do like that would never cross my mind. But from going to all these communities, we found like these tight communities, like they share and they spread the word. And if you find the right person, like your host is your best marketer, Mm -hmm. you're good.
3: Yeah, it's like a free marketing rep. So like Angie, like these hosts that invite our food truck out, like we send them the Facebook link. We ask them if they need any marketing materials. Like we're happy to supply them with like a digital flyer or anything that they need to help spread the word to the event. But from there, we're like, it's like spread the word. We've had hosts like distribute flyers to mailboxes before we come to an event like sharing it on Facebook. It's just like the smallest little things make the biggest impact Mm -hmm. and turning these people who are willing to host our food truck into a free marketing rep, like spread the word that we're coming. Let's like hype it up. Let's make it a big thing.
2: And they really like go all out and it doesn't like, it doesn't cost anything for them. doesn't cost anything for us. And it's like the best turnout events.
1: That's amazing. So if I could kind of stitch together an observation, right? Like one of the things that I see is kind of the the chemistry and the effervescence that you guys both have together burst this business and all of this, this thread of resilience that you have. It also, because you invested in the experience, a big part of your marketing is people becoming advocates for you.
2: Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you
1: didn't have the experience, people wouldn't be advocates. Totally. totally. It isn't about cookie dough. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I think that has a lot to do with you know, one of the things that you hear a lot of entrepreneurs talk about, like if you read uh, uh, Michael Gerber's E-Myth, there's this whole idea of entre- there are technicians having entrepreneurial seizures. It's one mm-hmm. of the things he talks about mm-hmm. is that, hey, and he uses this bakery like this. This lady's really great at baking cupcakes. And she's like, I'm going to start a cupcake business. She doesn't realize mm-hmm. that she has to monitor a p She needs to figure out how to keep things stocked. She has to figure out how to hire. She's got to figure out how to do marketing. 90% of that has nothing to do with yeah. cupcakes. Yeah. yeah. You know? A good product is important, but I think it's like just one of the steps. Yeah. And what what you, I think one of the coolest things that you've done is this whole experience into advocacy. If you can figure out, because what you've, you're on a digital medium now with social media, if you can figure out how to, now you're going mobile, right? And be able to ship stuff, you can actually go, and expand the business in a pretty meaningful way because you, your core nucleus is chemistry to experience to advocacy and doing that on a digital medium. You guys have like a massive future ahead of you. So it's, it's it's, a, it's actually really encouraging to to meet you guys and see how you've see what you figured out and, and just how you've your gut and sort of work ethic kind of working together to create this momentum in this pretty, pretty incredible business.
3: Yeah. We're not Thank afraid to know. like break norms and try new things because new things can lead to new successes and like little things like Angie's message or listening to the Seattle food truck guy <laughs> would have stopped us
1: from moving forward. But
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Well, we'll I, I have some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. 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 What's your favorite cookie dough, Ivana?
2: Um, party in them with ice cream on top.
1: Okay. Well, William, what's your favorite flavor?
3: Oreo with ice cream on top.
1: That's amazing. That sounds so good. <laughs> Is there stuff in here? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, we're going to have to crack that out. Are we here. do unboxing? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, we can. Yeah. Right. Right then. Uh, so I have another one. Is it possible to create a savory flavored cookie dough? Yes. Rather than just a sweet one. We've
2: done like, like pret- salted pretzels and like um, flaky salt on top.
1: So like no grandma's meatloaf or... You know, not, not sure selling me. Thai sure. shrimp, you know, cookie dough.
2: Not sure about that one. <laughs>
1: not possible. Got it. Um, maybe who's another entrepreneur or what's another business that's inspired you recently?
2: I love Stacey's pita chip story. Like if you've listened to her story, I think she's like such a badass. I love her. Yeah. Um, a lot of this other Seattle food trucks and Seattle small businesses really inspire us. We're really close with a lot of them. See mm-hmm. um, C- delicious. Shout out.
3: Anyone who's going through like similar experiences that we are like young, trying to do something big.
2: Or like um, a lot of the, I really look up to the food industry, people in the food industry in Seattle that have been there for a long time and that we get to connect with and like learning from their experience.
1: I really appreciate that. Who would you like most to meet in the food industry?
2: Mm. Oh my gosh, Um, Stacy. Okay. I love her. What about you? I have a girl crush on her. (laughs) I also want to meet the Shark That's episode tank. two. Sorry. hey. I'm coming back to this
3: one. That is what about a really good question. What about those people that question?
2: started the lobster f- food truck that were on Shark tank? On truck yeah. tank? I kind of want to meet them.
1: The brothers out of
3: Maine. Would
2: love to meet Mark Cuban. He's not in the food industry, but.
1: Hey, there you and go. Two. Another entrepreneur. Okay. Pass well, on that one. Okay. Pass. <laughs> Got it. Uh, well, maybe food trucks aside, like um, what tip do you have, each of you have for, you know, new entrepreneurs trying to figure it out?
2: I always say, well, we heard this from our accelerator program. Being an entrepreneur is like waking up every morning and knowing that you're gonna get punched in the face, but not knowing where the punch is gonna come from. And in the beginning, the punch is like really hard and like you're like fearing it all day. But then as you grow as an entrepreneur, you're gonna just accept the punch and you're gonna be ready for it. So just know that and like know that it's normal. And yeah, punches happen, but you gotta roll with them.
1: That's awesome.
3: Mine is go for it. Like it doesn't matter your age, like where you went to school, what your background is, like, go for it. If you have passion, like, it'll
1: drive you forward. That's awesome. Well, it's been an awesome conversation. Um, What is, what's kind of next for you guys?
2: We always focused on growth. Mm-hmm. So we want to grow. We're not, soon.
3: yeah, we're not scared to try anything.
2: We're ready to take it. Far. I think we should reach out of Washington State. I think that's the next thing for us. Wow.
3: Shipping our product and seeing it hit other states has been like a really cool thing and picturing like, what if we did this in a city that, it isn't raining all the time and there's actually sun in the sky
2: yeah
1: oh that's amazing well, it's good to spend time with you guys thanks so much for coming to the studio
0: thank you thank for having you. us yeah, absolutely. thanks so much for listening to order up the podcast from the national restaurant association follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org slash podcasts episode produced by dante 32